To Understanding Childhood Cancer. I'm Dr. Jeff. I'm a paediatric oncologist, a children's cancer doctor here at the Children's Hospital at Westmead in Sydney, in New South Wales, in Australia. And today I want to talk about something called an MIBG scan. MIBG scan. So it's really only relevant to patients where neuroblastoma is the diagnosis or it's under consideration. Yeah, I guess it's also relevant to some rarer tumours, pheochromocytoma, some other things that you don't see in children very often. But basically, this is really for people who are interested in hearing about neuroblastoma. And I've done a whole introductory episode on neuroblastoma to explain what neuroblastoma is. Today, I just want to talk about this particular type of a scan called an MIBG scan. But first off, just to tell you what it's for... An MIBG scan is a test that's done to look for the presence of neuroblastoma cancer anywhere in the body. As you will have heard from the earlier episode on neuroblastoma, well, neuroblastoma is a type of cancer that occurs mostly in children and mostly in younger children under the age of about five or six years of age. And it's a tumour that either starts in the adrenal gland, that's a normal structure at the top of the kidney or in one of these particular nerves that come out from the spinal cord in the chest and abdomen and sometimes the neck. So that's where a neuroblastoma cancer starts and then certain neuroblastomas spread elsewhere in the body and they may spread to the lymph glands next to the tumour or they may spread to the bones or the bone marrow elsewhere in the body or to the liver or to all sorts of other places. And it's very important for us to work out whether a tumour is just in one place, the original lump where it started, or whether it's spread to elsewhere in the body. And that's why we do this thing called an MIBG scan. And it's to work out, has the tumour spread elsewhere in the body? And then if it has, then as we give treatment, Does the scan improve? Does the amount of disease that's seen elsewhere in the body improve and hopefully go away completely? And so when we're treating a child with neuroblastoma, well, almost always we will have done an MIBG scan at the start of treatment to work out if the tumour has spread elsewhere in the body. And then as we go through treatment, we'll be repeating the scan to check what's happening to the main tumour lump, the primary tumour. And if there was any of this metastatic disease, we'll be doing the scan again to see if it's improving with treatment. And then even when we're finished all of our treatment, often we keep doing MIBG scans in the years after we finish treatment just to check that the cancer hasn't grown back somewhere. So that's what you call surveillance scans. So we end up doing a lot of MIBG scans in children who are being treated for neuroblastoma. And so that's why I want to explain what it is today. So first off, what does MIBG stand for? Well, it stands for meta-iodo-benzyl-guanidine. Meta-iodo-benzyl-guanidine. I wouldn't dwell on what that all means, but MIBG. 
And an MIBG scan is one of these scans that they do in an area of the hospital called nuclear medicine, nuclear medicine. Often the nuclear medicine department is next to the x-ray department or sort of part of that overall medical imaging department. But nuclear medicine is that particular branch of medicine and, you know, scanning technologies that makes use of radioactive chemicals, you know, these radioactive isotopes that you hear about. Every now and then you hear about some nuclear reactor that's present in a particular city and everyone gets all upset and thinks they're making atom bombs or something, but really a lot of the time what they're making is these isotopes that are for medical use. And in particular, they're usually for use within the nuclear medicine department. And when the nuclear medicine department performs scans using these isotopes, it's normally a case of injecting this tiny, tiny, tiny dose of radioactive chemical into the vein and then the radioactive chemical will go all over the body and a tumour or a fracture or an infection, depending on what you're looking for, might just take up the radioactive isotope more than the normal tissues do. And then they'll use a special camera that can detect that the radioactive chemical has been taken up in a particular area of the body. And there's all sorts of different nuclear medicine scans. There's ones that are just for bones. There's ones that are just for lymphomas. There's ones that are for neuroblastoma. There's ones that are for thyroids. There's all sorts of these nuclear medicine scans and the choice of which radioactive chemical will be used depending on what part of the body you're looking for and whether you're looking for tumours or infections or whatever you're looking for. But today we're particularly talking about MIBG scans in neuroblastoma. So the key to understanding it is to know that neuroblastoma cancer cells particularly will take up this MIBG chemical if it's in the bloodstream. So the MIBG can be injected into the blood and then it will travel everywhere through the body and most parts of the body just won't take it up into their cells uh, most parts of the body, the MIBG will just float right by and won't be taken up into the tissues. But neuroblastomas will take up this chemical into their cells. So if there's a lump of neuroblastoma tumour, say on top of the kidney in the adrenal gland, well, the MIBG will be concentrated in that lump. And then when we take the scan pictures the next day, then the adrenal tumour will show up red hot on the scan and other parts of the body won't. And if there's spread of that tumour to, say, a bone somewhere else or a lymph gland somewhere else in the body, likewise, those particular spots will light up as hot on the MIBG scan and all the normal tissues won't. There's a couple of normal tissues that will light up just as a normal thing. I think the heart often has some MIBG uptake, for instance. But no, in particular, neuroblastomas just will take up this MIBG into them and then we can detect wherever the neuroblastoma is according to what parts of the body take up the MIBG. Now, there is a small proportion of neuroblastomas, I think it's like about 3% of neuroblastomas, that don't actually take up the MIBG. So there are certain patients who have a neuroblastoma, and we're definitely sure about it, but that particular tumour doesn't take up the MIBG. 
only about 3%, and I don't think it makes them a better tumour or a worse tumour or a more serious or less serious. It just happens that way. But in those particular patients, well, then the MIBG scan oftentimes isn't going to be a useful test to be doing during the course of treating the child. But no, in the remaining 97% of the patients, the MIBG is indeed taken up by the tumour. Next, I'll explain how we go about doing this MIBG scan. The first thing that has to happen is the child is put on a medicine called Lugol's iodine. Lugol's iodine. Lugol's is L-U-G-O-L apostrophe S, named after someone called Lugol. Now, the Lugol's iodine is given by mouth, and I think it's often put in a bit of milk, and it's usually given about once a day from about two days before the MIBG scan is due to happen. And then it continues for a couple of days afterwards. This will be according to the hospital's particular protocols. Now, the purpose of the Lugol's iodine is to protect the thyroid gland. You know the thyroid gland? It's in your neck there at the front of your neck. Well, the thyroid gland, as you go through life, is always taking up iodine from the bloodstream. That's what the thyroid gland does, so it can make thyroid hormone. So iodine's important to the thyroid. The problem is that the MIBG is an iodine sort of chemical. And if the thyroid takes up the iodine in the MIBG, well, firstly, that's not good for the thyroid to take up radiation, but also it'll ruin the scan because the rest of the body won't get exposed to the MIBG because the thyroid will suck it all up. So this Lugol's iodine, by giving the body a big, huge dose of iodine drops given, you know, by mouth, well, this will block the thyroid's iodine uptake. The thyroid will say, I've got plenty of iodine and will stop sucking up iodine from the bloodstream. So the Lugol's iodine is given to protect the thyroid and to stop the thyroid from messing up the scan. Okay, so that's given. Tastes a bit bitter, I understand, but anyway, it's normally put in milk and we normally find a way to give it. Next comes the injection of the MIBG. And oftentimes, a given hospital will only do MIBG scans on a certain day. And that's because they'll get their supply of the radioactive MIBG from their nuclear reactor or the local distributor on a certain day. So it'll normally be the case that they inject on a certain day each week, except in emergencies, I suppose. So the patient will go along to this nuclear medicine department and then they'll inject the radioactive MIBG into the vein and often they'll use the central line or else use just a regular vein and inject the MIBG just as a quick little injection into the vein. And nothing much happens and child can then go home or back to the ward wherever they are and they're not going to be, you know, radioactive and affecting other people on the bus or in the family or anything. They don't need any particular precautions and mostly they're not going to feel any particular symptoms or anything. It doesn't make them feel sick. But then usually the next day they come back and have the pictures done. So they've had the injection, the MIBG is circulating around their bloodstream, neuroblastoma can take it up into it, and then the next day we do the pictures to look at where has the MIBG accumulated. And to do the pictures, well, that involves lying on a table in the nuclear medicine department with a specialised camera, 
positioned around the patient and oftentimes they have to lie there for quite a while. It might be, I don't know, 30 minutes, 60 minutes, lie there and keep as still as possible while this camera measures where has the MIBG collected. Now, most of the time we can do this without having to knock the child out with an anaesthetic or anything. They don't need to be quite as still as they are, say, for an MRI scan. And so most of the time, children can be kept to lie still with a parent there with them. Sometimes they're sort of bundled up in a blanket to help them to lie still. But occasionally we have to give a full anaesthetic to get children to lie still for an MIBG scan. Prefer not to have to do that, of course, but sometimes it's necessary. The other thing to mention is that uh, some of the more modern MIBG scanning cameras also include a CT scan. You know a CT scan, that's that one with the sort of tunnel thing that you slide up into to have a CT scan performed. Well, a lot of the more modern MIBG uh, cameras include a CT scan. And that's quite an advantage because then you can get a CT scan done at the same time as the MIBG scan and then you can co-register the two scans together and so things that you see on the CT scan you can look at with the MIBG scan and look at them together. Quite a good thing but it makes it more look like one of those CT scan cameras. I don't think it adds to the duration of scanning or anything like that but it does give a bit more information. So that's called a SPECT CT scan with your MIBG scan. Anyway, however long the scanning takes, the child lies there, has the pictures done, parents are normally there with them, maybe they're allowed to watch a movie or listen to music or look at their iPads so long as they keep still. And then when it's all done, well that's it, child can go home or back to the ward or wherever they are, Uh, they have to stay on that Lugol's iodine usually for a few more days and that's just to make sure the thyroid doesn't take up the MIBG and then that's it. Okay, meanwhile... All of the images from all of those cameras go to the reporting room and then the specialised doctors in nuclear medicine look at those pictures and look at what parts of the body have taken up the MIBG and then they can issue a report on the scan. And they might issue a report that says, we saw the adrenal neuroblastoma tumour in the abdomen but we didn't see any uptake of MIBG elsewhere in the body. Or they might say we saw the tumour in the abdomen, plus we saw an abnormality in the left thigh bone and the right skull bone and the right humerus. And we saw some uptake in the liver or in the lymph glands in the neck or wherever they saw the uptake. But they'll look at the scans and they'll produce a report and the paediatric oncology team will look at that report and oftentimes go and look at the scans with the nuclear medicine doctors and get a good idea of what exactly they're talking about. Now, parents, of course, as soon as their child's off the table, you know, they're worried about their kid. They want to know what's the scan show, what's the scan show, and so on. Well, sometimes they have to be a bit patient and allow the doctors to do it properly and look at the scan properly. And sometimes there is a doctor there, but it's the junior doctor, and the junior doctor wants to show the scan to the big professor and so on and make sure we get the right information and tell the parents something that's correct, not some rush job that we then end up having to say, oh, no, no, the the doctor who looked at it later said it was X, Y, or Z or something like that. But during this time, the child's not, you know, needing to be isolated or, or, or considered radioactive or need to be kept away from other kids or anything like that. No, they can go about their regular daily business. 
Now, something else to mention, by the way, is this thing called the Curie score. Do you remember Marie Curie, French woman, I don't know, early pioneer in discovering radiation and radium and all of that? Marie Curie, Madame Curie. Well, the Curie score, capital C-U-R-I-E, is this measure of how much MIBG uptake is there. And there's a complicated way to calculate the Curie score. So if you do the scan and there's no part of the body that takes up the MIBG, well, then the Curie score is zero. Or if it's taken up in the tumour and in multiple other locations elsewhere in the body, the Curie score might be 25, or it might be 7, or it might be 15. It's just a way of adding up all the different regions of the body and how many hotspots there are in any given point, and then you generate this thing called the Curie score. So in addition to saying we saw hotspots in the arm and the leg and the lymph gland and the liver, well, they may be able to generate this thing called a Curie score. It's mostly been used in research studies and so on to try to work out, well, how much metastatic disease is there and how much has it improved compared to the last scan and all sorts of things like that. I wouldn't say that every unit is routinely reporting Curie scores. It's more important to hear, well, where is the tumour located now? And is it improving? Anyway, so that's the MIBG scan. And again, it's really only in neuroblastoma and a couple of other very rare tumours that we're doing it. And we normally do an MIBG scan right at the start, at initial diagnosis, to work out, well, is this a neuroblastoma or not? And has it spread elsewhere in the body or not? And then as we treat neuroblastoma, we normally repeat the scan periodically to check that the treatment is working. And even when we finish treating neuroblastoma, oftentimes it's the test that we do in the months and years afterwards just to check that the neuroblastoma hasn't grown back again. It is a tiny little dose of radiation that's given in this injection and then there's some radiation from the CT scan that comes with it. So it's only a minute dose of radiation, but nonetheless, it is a dose of radiation and the more scans we do, the more this radiation adds up. And so we try to be careful just to do as few scans as are really needed. The other thing to mention is that there are situations where we can give a much, much higher dose of MIBG. And in this situation, we're not giving it to do a scan, you know, diagnostic test to look for tumour, but we're actually giving a humongous, huge, great dose of MIBG in the hope that the tumour will take up the MIBG so much that it can kill the tumour. So that's a case of using MIBG not for a scan, but for MIBG therapy. And that's a whole separate subject, and I'm going to do a separate episode on MIBG being used as therapy, not just for scanning, different situation. Anyway, I hope this has all made sense and it's been helpful. It's a very important test that we're doing in neuroblastoma all the time, and it's critically important to us working out where is the disease and is our treatment working. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of Understanding Childhood Cancer. Remember to leave a comment at the Facebook page. If you've got any questions or anything I can clarify, you just go to Facebook and you look for Understanding Childhood Cancer with Dr. Jeff. Jeff spelt G-E-O-F-F. But in the meantime, hang on to that child of yours. Be nice to the nurses and I'll talk to you next time. Bye now.